Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. As we come on the air tonight, the big shift on Capitol Hill. As more than a dozen Republican holdouts flip their votes, does it mean there could be a new Speaker of the House by the end of the night? Kevin McCarthy gains momentum as he makes fresh promises to GOP hardliners. CBS's Nicole Killian is on Capitol Hill with new details. Breaking news in the Idaho murder investigation. Mattresses removed from the crime scene as police reveal a digital web of evidence led them directly to Brian Koberger. Damar Hamlin speaks to his Buffalo Bills teammates. What he told them as we learn the promising new details tonight about the player's recovery. Tens of thousands without power in California as the West Coast races for another storm. Immigration crisis at sea, cruise ships encountering boats full of migrants on their way to America. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez tells us what happens next. Help Wanted, how some companies are getting around America's labor shortage by going after employees without college degrees. And On the Road, how a stranger's gift brought music and joy to a little boy. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. And there are a number of big developments tonight. There's some intriguing news in the murders of four college students in Idaho. We are just learning that mattresses were removed from the house. And we've got more on that in just a minute. Plus, today is January 6th, the second anniversary of the attack on the U.S. Capitol. President Biden today marking the occasion with an emotional ceremony and honoring 14 Americans for their courage and selflessness in defending democracy. But first, the fight for Speaker of the House could soon be coming to an end. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy boasting he will have enough votes by late tonight to become Speaker, telling reporters 
you'll be calling me the comeback kid. This comes after gaining momentum today by winning over 14 far-right Republicans. It has been an historic week of discord playing out in front of the American people with the most roll call votes for speaker since 1859. That's prior to the Civil War. CBS's Nicole Killian will start us off from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Nicole. Good evening to you, Nora. Leader McCarthy started the date telling CBS News he would shock us, and he has managed to gain some ground after reaching a tentative deal with some of his opponents. The House will be in order. In a dramatic turn of events on the House floor, cheers erupted one by one. We are making progress. McCarthy. As 14 Republicans flipped their votes for GOP leader Kevin McCarthy. The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has 214. Even though he's still short, it's the most votes McCarthy managed to get all week after more than a dozen failed ballots. It just reminds me of what my father always told me. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. The McCarthy momentum shifted after a deal was worked out among a handful of holdouts in the conservative House Freedom Caucus, including Pennsylvania's Scott Perry. It is the framework of an agreement in good faith that allows us to keep moving forward. The tentative deal includes broad changes on spending, additional seats on key House panels, and a provision that allows any one member to call for a motion to remove the speaker. You don't think that guts the job of speaker? I, no, I certainly do not. I think what it does is it empowers all the members and it probably makes the job easier for the speaker of the House. At least six hardliners are still keeping McCarthy from getting the votes, including Florida's Matt Gates, who drew booze on the floor and prompted some McCarthy backers to walk out. And he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year. Unless McCarthy can pick off more of those no votes, he still won't be able to get the job. But he told reporters that he is confident he can get it done tonight when the House meets for another voting session. Nora. All right, Nicole Killian with those new developments. Thank you. Well, there is breaking news out of Newport News, Virginia tonight. There was a terrifying shooting inside an elementary school that late this afternoon, a female teacher was rushed to the hospital with life-threatening injuries and a student, we are just learning, six years old, was taken into custody after the shooting at Richneck Elementary. The altercation was between a six-year-old, the, the student uh, who did have the firearm, and the teacher, and then a round was fired. Just stunning to hear that. Police say the shooting was not accidental, and they are investigating where the young boy got that handgun. handgun. Let's turn now to Idaho, where CBS News has new information about what led investigators to focus on 28-year-old Brian Koberger, the suspect charged in the brutal murders of four college students. CBS Zomar Villafranca is in Moscow, Idaho, with new details tonight. Tonight, investigators were seen removing mattresses from the crime scene, loading two of them onto the back of pickup trucks. This, as newly released documents show, police were hot on the trail of the suspect, thanks to a digital web investigator, say, entangled Brian Koberger. Everybody's driving around with a GPS tracker. Mark Roche is a former DOJ cybersecurity expert and says every day people leave a trail of digital debris. People don't realize that when they're using a, any kind of a device that they're leaving a track of what they're doing. And even if they're just driving in a car, there are automated license plate readers that are capturing their license plate. 
Investigators say they were able to ID Koberger as the owner of a white Hyundai Elantra that was seen speeding from the crime scene, which then led to his cell phone number. In the affidavit, police say they tracked the criminal justice PhD student through his cell phone, and it pinged off towers near the crime scene at least 12 times before the attack. Police also say they think the suspect could have turned his phone off the morning of the murders, noting that Koberger's device didn't ping cell towers between 2.47 a.m. and 4.48 a.m., saying that is consistent with Koberger attempting to conceal his location during the quadruple homicide. It's much more difficult to get away with these kinds of crimes in 2023 than it was 20, 30 years ago. The house where the victims were killed is still considered an active crime scene and will be closed off until at least February 1st. As for Koberger, he'll be back here in court next Thursday. Nora? Omar Villafranca, thank you so much. Let's turn now to California, where tens of thousands of residents are still without power after the state was hit, was hit with hurricane force wind gusts, heavy rains, and record flooding. The beachside community of Santa Cruz was one of the hardest hit, with roads washed away and one of its historic piers damaged. Unfortunately, several more rounds of storms are in the forecast through the weekend. So for more, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. A series of high-impact storms still on the way in the West Coast. Over the next seven days, three different storms aim at California, all of them with big wind and big rain. Mud flows, debris flows, as well as flash flooding, all major concerns for us from Northern California down to Southern California. Take a look at the precipitation forecast. As much as a foot of rain anticipated around the Bay Area and north of there in our wildfire burn scar areas. Also notice five to six feet of snow expected in the Sierra Nevada. Treacherous travel conditions as well as avalanche danger on the rise. Look at the rain really concentrated in the central coast up through northern California. But Nora, as we go through the weekend and early next week, more rain in southern California, expecting flooding from L.A. to San Diego. Mike, thank you. Well, there's more good news tonight about DeMar Hamlin's remarkable recovery after that blow to the chest he suffered in the Monday night football game. The Buffalo Bills says Hamlin is now breathing on his own and talking after collapsing on the field from cardiac arrest. Head coach Sean McDermott says Hamlin was able to FaceTime with teammates from his hospital room in Cincinnati. He made the heart, the heart symbol probably more than anything. And then he gave him a thumbs up. Somewhere in the midst of of that and it was a little bit hard to hear but he as you'd imagine he said uh he said i love you boys the buffalo bills will honor hamlin on sunday wearing number three patches on their uniforms there will also be tributes across the league including warm-up shirts that say love for demar three teams including the patriots have highlighted in blue the number three on their field Back here in Washington, President Biden marked two years since the January 6th attack with an emotional ceremony at the White House. The president awarded the Presidential Citizens Medal to more than a dozen people, including Capitol Police officers, saying history will remember your names, courage and bravery. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House. The chaos of January 6th, 2021, was marked by a moment of silence today and a tribute to the officers who died protecting the Capitol. Officer Billy Evans. 140 officers were seriously injured that day, beaten, crushed, and kicked by Trump supporters intent on disrupting the electoral vote count going on inside. 
Two years later, nearly 1,000 Americans have been charged with crimes, including assault and seditious conspiracy. America owes you, owes you all. Today, President Biden chose to focus on the heroes, awarding Presidential Citizens Medals to 14 Americans. Officer Caroline Edwards still has fainting spells after being hit in the head. Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss, election workers in Georgia, got death threats after former President Trump and his allies targeted them with false conspiracy theories. And Arizona's former House Speaker Rusty Bowers, a Republican, refused to decertify the state's election results. Many times since we've said, what would have happened if? What would happen if I didn't do that? I think, oh, my stars. As for the former president who egged on the rioters that day. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. He still insists he was in the right two years later. He is, however, facing several investigations and civil suits, including one filed just this week by the family of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. They argue Sicknick's death was caused directly by Trump's actions, and they're seeking at least $10 million. Nora? Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. Today, Florida's governor signed an executive order activating the National Guard to help address an increase in migrants coming ashore in the Florida Keys. Most are fleeing the economically hard-hit countries of Cuba and Haiti. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports tonight from the Florida Keys. They arrive on rafts or crowded boats taking on water. Even cruise ships have had to rescue people at sea all hoping for a reunion with family in the U.S. like this. Iris Fundora from Cuba says she was at sea with her two boys for a week before coming ashore in the Florida Keys. Yanelis Perez came looking for a family friend, but no sign of him yet. She arrived by boat seven years ago and told us why. In Cuba, no, hay medicina, no, no hay medicine, comida, no food. No hay nada. There's nothing. Eso está horrible. Since October 1st of 2022, the Customs and Border Protection Miami sector reports a 400 percent increase in migrant encounters. It's straining resources. After more than 300 migrants arrived at this national park in the Florida Keys this week, officials had to temporarily close the park. Many of them come from Haiti, too a country that continues to descend into chaos, fueled by gang violence, poverty and hunger. For a journey by sea that too often proves to be deadly, Leonie Hermantin with Santla, a community resource center for Haitians in Miami, explained to us why they take the risk. They do not risk their lives unless what they leave behind is worse than death. The vast majority of migrants encountered at sea likely face deportation. Those who do make it to Florida shores are processed under immigration law, meaning whether they can stay in this country to begin proceedings is determined on a case-by-case -case basis. Nora. Nanny Bohorkas, thank you so much. There were new job numbers that were released today, and they came in better than expected. The monthly employment report shows that companies added 223,000 jobs in December, and the unemployment rate fell to 3.5 percent. While it was the second best year on record for jobs, there are still nearly twice as many openings as there are job seekers. So that has led some companies to drop a longstanding requirement, a college degree. CBS's Christina Ruffini explains. Growing up in the Bronx, Ashley Torres had never even heard of an apprenticeship. 
a 16-year-old working at a corporate bank. Um, so cool. I took a leap of faith, basically, yeah. That leap landed her in Manhattan, making $25 an hour and learning on the job as an apprentice at J.P. Morgan Chase. I don't think they should underestimate someone just because they don't have a college degree. Tight labor markets and the skyrocketing cost of college are causing companies to take a second look at education requirements for many higher paying jobs, focusing on skills instead. Ali Morano, head of J.P. Morgan's apprentice program, says firms need to rethink decades of diploma-driven recruiting. When you start looking in different areas because of a socioeconomic background or because of how somebody grew up, you get people who are thinking differently, and that's what you need in a firm. A recent study showed the number of job postings requiring a college degree began dropping even before the pandemic, a trend that could unlock more than a million jobs to workers without a college degree over the next five years. At Delta Airlines, around 85% of corporate jobs, including pilots, will no longer require a college degree. For us, it's really about what you learn and what you know, not where you learned it. And for Torres, that real-world training helped her get a leg up on the competition and a full-time job. I'm not in a class learning the work. I'm actually doing the work. Christina Ruffini, CBS News, New York. I like that story. All right, coming up, a new drug to treat early Alzheimer's disease has just been approved. What patients need to know, that story's next. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Southwest Airlines says its holiday meltdown could cost the company as much as $825 million. The airline says about half of that is from lost revenue, and the other half is the cost of reimbursing passengers and paying workers overtime. Over the holidays, Southwest canceled nearly 17,000 flights when its dated computer system collapsed. The airline says 98% of lost luggage has been returned. Well, there's some encouraging news tonight for Americans suffering from the early stages of Alzheimer's disease. The FDA just approved a new drug called Lakembi that's been shown to slow the decline in memory and thinking. The medication costs more than $26,000 per year. And for now, insurers are only expected to cover the drug for people with early stage Alzheimer's. One of the largest lottery jackpots in U.S. history is on the line tonight. That's next. 
Tickets are selling fast for tonight's Mega Millions drawing as the jackpot closes in on $1 billion. The estimated jackpot stands at $940 million. That is the fourth largest prize in Mega Millions history. The cash payout option is just over $483 million before taxes. A gift from the heart that will be music to your ears. On the Road is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Beautiful music can soothe the soul, bring a smile to your face, or even a tear to your eye. CBS's Steve Hartman has the story of a young musician that will do all three in tonight's On the Road. To 11-year-old Jude Kofi of Aurora, Colorado, this surprise was music to his eyes. Obviously, whoever said the best things come in small packages was never gifted a grand piano. Jude's father, Isaiah. So one day it just shows up at the house? Yes, all for free. Who does that? The answer in a moment. But first, the reason. About a year and a half ago, Jude's dad heard a noise coming from the basement. There was an old keyboard down there, but no one knew how to play it. Certainly not his autistic son, Jude. Or so he thought. Isaiah then got Jude a larger keyboard to see what more he could do. And boy, could he do. The kid never had a lesson. No one taught him any of this. How do you explain that you're as good as you are? It's a miracle. You think it's a miracle? That's what I prefer. Bill Magnuson prefers that too. Is he special? Is beyond special. His Mozart level is coming from somewhere beyond. Bill is a piano tuner. He saw a local news story about Jude, heard him play, learned how his parents immigrated from Ghana, how they're raising four children and sending money back to Ghana. What resources are left over to help this special little soul? Yours. Yeah. Using an inheritance from his father, Bill bought the piano, spent $15,000. He has promised to tune it once a month for the rest of his life. Very nice. And he's even paying for Jude to get professional lessons. We're family now. Somebody to just love your son like that by making sure that his future is secured. We are super thankful. Press the pedal. Caring for other children as your own. The defining note. A 
of humanity. Steve Hartman, on the road in Aurora, Colorado. Well, that's the most beautiful gift in so many ways. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night, and I hope you have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.